is where business ideas and passions turn into profit. Napkin ideas are no longer tucked away in drawers, and women around the globe are turning their hobbies into million-dollar businesses. Welcome to Million Dollar Hobbies. Here's your host, world-renowned jewelry designer and Shop HQ celebrity, Victoria Wick. Welcome to another episode of the Million Dollar Hobbies podcast. Uh, Today, uh, if you're a small business owner and you're wondering what will happen to your business, we know that you have every right to worry about that because during the 2020 year, which has been unlike any other year, uh, the we know that the pandemic has hit small businesses harder than almost anything else out there. There's nothing else like it. And uh, we know you're hurting. We know you're, you're worried about your business. And if you're getting discouraged about you know, how some businesses are thriving, um, the big box stores are thriving, some of your TV networks are thriving, and yet your business, you wonder what would happen to your business when it opens. Um, and some of you, even some small businesses, you know, they're just having their moment. They're in that product category or you know, they've done some of the right things. But if you're getting discouraged right now, don't get discouraged. Um, there's always uh, a way you can pivot. And I wanna talk to you today about just that, about pivoting your business, not only surviving the the next few months, you've already survived all of 2020, next few months, but also to thrive in this environment. You know, how do you reset your business so that you're ready for that new normal? So, and what do I mean by that, by pivoting? Um, And and instead of, um, I would say, you know, you could, double down on what's going on now and just kind of waiting things out. And that's, that's a possibility and that's an option. But when the problem I see about just waiting things out is that parts of our lives that we've had gotten used to in 2020 will be here for a really long time. We will never travel the same way we did before. We will not, you know, go to our pharmacies and, you know, there's a lot of things that's going to be different, much like I remember having getting used to uh, TSA uh, you know, I used to fly millions of miles before 9-11, and I flew millions of miles after 9-11. I can tell you that I had to get used to the idea of TSA. I'm still getting used to the idea of TSA and the whole new airport security and so forth. And again, I digress here a little bit. There is going to be a new normal that's going to change consumer behavior, consumer, uh, how they shop and where they shop and how they consume and how often they consume. So... Um, Let's just before I get too you know too much into the weeds. Let's think about um, what you you can do right now to pivot your business. And let me just give you a couple of examples of um, other businesses that have pivoted, and they are now having some incredible um, you know new normal, and that's that's helped their businesses. The first example I'm going to give you is uh, a very good friend of mine works for a winery up in um, uh, Paso Robles, so. Wine tasting rooms, as you know, very much like the restaurants, they have been shut down for you know almost a year now in California, especially. So what did they do uh, to pivot their business to still serve their customers uh, the experience of wine t- tasting, uh, the experience of you know uh, experiencing all the new wines that they come up with uh, without the need to travel to a winery? You know, can you believe it? Uh, he came up with a way of for you to taste wines, just just like how you would go to a wine tasting uh, event in you know Napa or Sonoma or anywhere else you go, 
they you can go to their website and you can actually order um you know order to to do a wine tasting sign up it's a virtual sign up they will send you like two ounces of all the different wines that they would normally serve you in a regular wine tasting so you get these two ounce bottles there's going to be a bunch of people who are on zoom and they get to taste this wine at their own home at the convenience of their own home with no you know so you don't have you're completely safe and if, you know, and you can ask over Zoom uh, the sommelier, you know, about the different notes and so forth. And they have a great old time and you can, you don't have to drive anywhere. There's no expense of flying to Napa or Paso Robles in this case. There's no need to worry about how much wine you're drinking and you can't drive. All those things have been eliminated. And I got to tell you, because they were one of the few people that did this, their business sort of skyrocketed. And I think that, you know, yes, there will be, when we go back to, when the economy opens, there's going to be some people that's going to want to travel through Napa and how the grapes are grown and so forth. But other times they may still just be happy with the Zoom wine tasting situation. If, you know, I know like myself, I've got an elderly mom, I've got a dog who needs care right now. Um, if you are a grandparent having to care for your grandchildren, this is a bright way for you to offer that service, the service that your customers want, um, without the, you know, the necessity of having to overcome all of the pandemic restrictions. That's one of those examples that I gave you. Another example um, is uh, another very dear friend of mine does um, importing of very high-end Egyptian cotton. They used to be in um, luxury, you know, bath towels, luxury hotels, they supplied a lot of the hotel linens, um, the towels, the bath robes to, you know, yoga studios. I mean, all over the world, this is what they did. But when, when the pandemic hit, you can imagine the hotel lodging industry got hit really, really badly. And this kind of hurt their business in, 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 in the most horrendous way, really. It just kind of killed their business totally. About almost 100% of their business went out the door. So what did they, these people do? They didn't sit down and say, you know, wow, you know, what do we do? Uh, we're just going to wait this out. They didn't do this. They actually pivoted. They decided uh, to go where the business was, that the business was going to all the first responders, all the hospital gowns, all the hospital linens and so forth. And they were, by the way, people who are normally supplying those businesses were just overwhelmed. So this company pivoted and they decided they're going to um, basically start producing masks, hospital gowns, hospital linens, um, you know, all the first responders all over the world, and they did it in high quality, uh, you know, because they already had, um, you know, all this excess, you know, cotton linen, all the stuff that was that they were normally producing. And so they actually were few people that actually had supplies of the raw material to be able to make all this stuff. So again, um, you know, when I spoke with her uh, recently, she said her business is literally through the roof. They've had to hire people. They've had to hire sales reps. They've, you know, they've had to expand their manufacturing. The most beautiful thing about this too is after the pandemic is over, they're still going to be known as this high quality um, level product that hospital industry has not seen before, you know, because they, they were seen as more of a disposable type thing. But here they're really offering a, a service. And um, they're also just now, right now, as the economy opens slowly, they're still now getting back a lot of the hospitality business that they used to have as well. So again, this is these are two great examples of companies that have figured out how to pivot their businesses. 
Now, um, as somebody who is in the small business, you know, you don't want to always go chase your money. You also want to chase your passion. You want to make sure that you're passionate about what you do. But if you love your customers and you, you have a pulse on your customer's business, um, you know, the reality is we still have to pay our bills. We have to take care of our employees. Uh, we have to take care of our suppliers. You know, all the people that make your business go all the time, they're all hurting as well. So there's nothing wrong with pivoting. I mean, if you look at the winery example that we just did before, you know, they did the wine tasting in a virtual way. They made it easy. It took a little bit of innovative thinking to do that, but it didn't take them away from their core business, which is wine and uh, providing a great uh, experience with their grapes and wine to their customers. That is still there with them. You know, they didn't go into candy business, for example, uh, they didn't go into selling, you know, cars or, you know, whatever. They, what I mean by pivoting is, it's what that means. It doesn't mean you're doing a hard right turn or you're doing a U-turn back. It's a slight pivot of what you're already doing well and with your own customers, meeting a new need for them or meeting the same need in a different way. In terms of uh, the, the towel manufacturing company, I mean, they used to be known for beach towels, you know, a lot of the luxury end stores. Um, they basically saw a, a humongous need, a, a, such a humanistic, uh, you know, humanity driven in the beginning of the pandemic, this was a really big thing. And so they jumped in, they wanted to help their customers, they wanted to uh, really help their community, the world, um, to be a better place. And they were in a perfect place, you know, position to do that. So they did a little bit more of a pivot, meaning that they went from luxury, you know, the, the, the four or $500, $1,000 a night spa business to the first responders. But the point is though, they still use the unused cotton that they couldn't use any, anymore. They used a lot of the know-how that they used for these luxury brands into, and they just had to you know, crank up their manufacturing a little bit. And you know, uh, price was less of an object for, for them because there was a need. I mean, this was a life and death type of thing for all over the world. So they kind of discovered a whole new industry that they can serve now. So in their case, not only did they survive and serve their customers, serve their community, serve their world, but they've now come up with a whole new division that's going to be serving the first responders because they found out there's a need for a higher quality, a need for things that fit better, a need for things that actually function better in a hospital environment, and they can do that. So, you know, when we, as small business people, uh, I want to say the small business entrepreneurs are the innovators. Um, we are the, the people that the, the driving engine for the economy. And I just want to um, kind of the whole uh, meaning of this podcast today, the, the intention is to just have a pulse on your business, have a pulse on, you know, your environment, you're so in touch with it. So when, when a need arises, you're the first one out there serving that need. And you might be surprised, not only are you going to survive the pandemic or any challenges that come to you, but you will thrive. You will thrive if you never give up hope and if you always listen to your customers and if you always listen to the need that's out there and you meet it with the fair price, uh, you're not gouging anybody, you're not taking advantage of anybody, you're literally simply meeting a need that's out there. Um, and I just think that's amazing. I mean, I can go over so many other businesses that have pivoted. I mean, I know speakers that used to speak 
um, you know, all the time on a speaker circuit used to get paid a lot of money. They uh, just turned into volunteer speakers. I mean, just inspirational speakers uh, uh, on Zoom, whether they have 20 people, 50 people, 100 people. And you find out, you get to know somebody on one-on-one and you find out, oh my God, like, I know this person, you know, it, sometimes it takes a step back for you to be able to step back and pivot. And you just, when you keep doing what you love doing your whole life, uh, in my, you know, many of my friends who speak on the speaker's circuit, they speak on uh, things that, are, that they're passionate about. And when they speak uh, now without getting paid and they do that only as a service, I mean, I can tell you stories. I mean, just amazing stories of people that are rediscovering different kind of passion. We discuss, you know, coaching one another, uh, making business connections uh, to a CEO, get, landing deals that nobody knew. Again, the whole point is don't be afraid, don't be discouraged, keep on innovating, focus on your customer, focus on your employees. And great things will happen. And I love that. I love that that there is a future. And I love that um, that the small business people continue to innovate and continue to, you know, just make things happen. And I love that. And um, thank you for listening for my podcast today. And um, until next time, stay healthy, be happy. And remember, happiness is a choice. You've been listening to Million Dollar Hobbies, where we turn dreams into reality and passion into profit. According to ancient Chinese proverb, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Congratulations on taking that first step today. For more information on how Victoria can help you turn your hobby into a million dollars and to download Victoria's free ebook on passion-based business ideas, visit milliondollarhobbies.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player.